Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Hello, and you're very welcome to the Letter from Ireland podcast. Uh, This is Mike Collins here, and today's show is called A Merry Irish Christmas, 10 Old Irish Christmas Songs. So, as you can tell from the title there, we do have a bit of a theme going today. In fact, it's our last show of the year this year, as I'm recording, 2022. What a year it's been. We've really enjoyed bringing the show to you each and every week uh, between January the 1st or thereabouts of this year and now. So, we're going to take a break for a couple of weeks. But before we do, we have a very special show lined up for you. So, what we did was we dug deep into the Irish Christmas music carols song uh, archive and came out with what we consider to be a really really nice mix of Irish Christmas music so as we actually got through well let me give you first of all a rundown of the sort of thing that you can actually expect during the show we're going to start off in a few moments with the Bells of Dublin Christmas Eve played uh, by the Chieftains we're then actually going to move in some ways over to the USA but also down to Killarney at the same time because we're going to have Christmas in Killarney sung by Bing Crosby We're going to move all the way back in time to a very, very old Irish Christmas song called Carew, Carew, Carol of the Birds. And then we're going to bring ourselves back into uh, carols, more carols, more modern carols, I should say, with Christmas Angels sung and played by Clannad. Um, Probably one of the more famous Irish Christmas songs and carols is the Wexford Carol from all the way down there in the southeast of the island. And in this case, the Wexford Carol is going to be sung by Alison Krauss and accompanied by no less than Yo-Yo Ma and Natalie McMaster. Uh, Following that, Once in Royal David City, played by the Chieftains, accompanied by the Renaissance Singers. And then we're into a few pieces in Irish, Don Ia Ud Imel, That Night in Bethlehem, sung by Celtic Woman. The Kerry Christmas Carol, sung by Nora Cogan. The Wren, the Wren, uh, sung by Lise O'Neill. And we're going to finish off with Enya, with a beautiful Irish rendition of Silent Night, and this case in Irish called Iha Huan. So I think we have something in there for everybody. Ten songs. Looking forward to your company over the next hour or so. And I'll have a little bit of a natter with you between each song as well as we chat about uh, each one of them. But let's start off with the first one. So here we have The Bells of Dublin, Christmas Eve by The Chieftains. Thank you. 
Uh, weren't those bells just nice and evocative? They're the bells of Christchurch Cathedral in uh, Dublin, playing there at the beginning and through some parts of the song. Hope you enjoy that. The bells of Dublin with the uh, Chieftains Christmas Eve. Um, now, our next tune is actually going to, we're going to move on to, I suppose, a part of uh, the world associated with uh, Ireland. Uh, we're talking about the USA and we're talking about the Irish diaspora, because I guess a big part of what we cover here on the music shows is various music that was written over the many, many decades and centuries by people who emigrated. And uh, they're very fondly remembered, and perhaps over fondly remembered parts of their lives back home, back in the towns, back in the cities, back in the townlands. And here we actually have one of those songs, which is composed around about 1950, I think it was, in the USA. And it's called Christmas in Killarney. And here it is sung by Bing Crosby. The holly green, the ivy green, the prettiest picture you've ever seen Is Christmas in Killarney with all of the folks at home It's nice to know to kiss your bow while cuddling under the mistletoe And Santa Claus, you know, of course, is one of the boys from home The door is always open, the neighbors pay a call And Father John, before he's gone, will bless the house and all How grand it feels to click your heels And join in the fun of the jigs and reels I'm handing you no blarney The likes you've never known Is Christmas in Killarney With all of the folks at home Christmas in Killarney is wonderful to see Listen to my story and I'll take you back with me The holly green, the ivy green, the prettiest picture you've ever seen It's Christmas in Killarney with all of the folks at home It's nice, you know, to kiss your bow while cuddling under the mistletoe And Santa Claus, you know, of course, is one of the boys from home The door is always open, the neighbors pay a call and Father John, before he's gone, will bless the house and all. How grand it feels to click your heels and join in the fun of the jigs and reels. I'm handing you no blarney, the likes you've never known. It's Christmas in Killarney with all of the folks at home. The door is always open, the neighbors pay a call And Father John, before he's gone, will bless the house and all How grand it feels to click your heels and join in the fun of the jigs and reels I'm handing you no blarney, the likes you've never known Is Christmas in Killarney, with all of the folks at home Uh, there we have the crooning voice of Bing Crosby himself and Christmas in Killarney. And did you know that Bing, I think it was the maternal side of his family, actually came from Skull in the west of County Cork, not far from where I'm recording the show this morning. Now, the next song, we're actually going to go back in time from, in that case, the 1950s in the US, all the way back, in fact, to the 1700s. And we come back to a song that was composed sometime back then, I suppose it was as much a chant as a song, and it probably evolved a lot through the years. It's actually called Karu Karu, Carol of the Birds. Now, Karu Karu, of course, you probably tell from that sound, is uh, literally that sound of the birds. And um, a very nice song. It's almost like a nursery rhyme, in fact, but of course set around Christmas time, in this case being a carol. And I guess it was kind of mostly lost for many years until it was brought back sometime in the 1950s, I think, or 60s, by the Clancy Brothers, who actually uh, would have sung it at the time in the original Irish. Here, however, for you, we have an English interpretation, and I think it's beautifully done, actually, by Maggie Sanson and Andrea Hogg. Thank you. 
to wake and fly. Guru, guru, guru. Full many a bird that wake and fly to the manger's bed with a wandering cry. On Christmas Day in the morning. Guru, Carol of the Birds there, uh, performed by Maggie Sanson and Dre Hogg, and a tune and a song dating all the way back there into the 1700s. One of the actual, I suppose, yeah, I talk about the Chieftains all the time, but there's another band from way up there in County Donegal called Clonad. Uh, Clonad, more or less mean extended family, and it's uh, essentially the uh, the Brennan family of Renine. And uh, they've composed some lovely pieces of uh, very kind of choir stuff kind of work down through the years. And I was very taken with this particular tune. You're going to hear in this particular song, which was composed by themselves. So it's not exactly an old song, but it is uh, an Irish song. And here we have Christmas Angels performed by Clonard. <laughs> Thank you. 
Angels there performed by Clonad. Hope you enjoy that. The we're kind of going into carol territory here now over the next uh, one, two, three, four songs actually, and we've uh, so I, I think you're going to really enjoy these particular ones. Um, what the next one is actually called the Wexford Carol, and Wexford, of course, is a county in Ireland uh, there to the southeast, uh, maybe to the extreme southeast. Maybe some of your ancestors came from those particular parts. Well, this particular carol, the Wexford Carol, has become uh, very much a mainstay of many, many carols around the world because it was included in the Oxford Book of Carols, um, I think it was sometime in the mid-1800s, and it was done so by an organist from Enniscorthy in County Wexford, who had it actually performed to him directly by a local at the time. Now, it's probably kind of evolved, I suppose, in musicality down to the years, and has probably been kind of set to somewhat different music. 
but it's an actual absolutely beautiful haunting piece. And what I particularly like about the rendition you're just about to hear is the actual, I suppose, the structure and the beauty, the beauty of the song itself um, caught the attention of no less than Yo-Yo Ma, the cellist, uh, who engaged Alison Krauss uh, from the USA to actually put her lovely voice over the top. And there's an assortment of Irish um, instruments in the back, including I think there's a bagpipe in there as well. So I think you're going to enjoy this. It's the Wexford Carol and it's performed by Yo-Yo Ma, Alison Krauss and friends. Good people this Christmas time consider
Wow, isn't that just sublime there? Uh, and there we had the actual, the voice, I think, the music, the performances, uh, everything just coming together beautifully there with the Wexford Carol. And I do hope you enjoy that. Another carol that you, it's not so obvious, um, has an Irish association, but there was a, it was actually a person by the name of Cecil Francis Alexander. And if you hear the words, the name Cecil, you might think, well, that's a man. But actually, it was a, a Dublin woman at the time. She basically wrote a number of poems. She's a poet back in the 1800s living in Dublin. And uh, Cecil Francis Alexander actually composed, amongst other things, a book of carols. And inside that book of carols, and amongst other carols, you will find the words to this particular next carol, which was Once in Royal David's City. So this was actually taken the words out of the carol book, and it was actually set to music, I think by an organist uh, from maybe Southwark in the UK. And it became, of course, the carol that's just such a mainstay for us today. So we have a very, very strong Irish connection. And in fact, Cecil Francis, she composed lots of other things like All Things Bright and Beautiful. You might actually remember that one. And she went on to marry the uh, the, the then uh, Bishop of Armagh. And uh, in fact, a lot of her poems are actually inscribed in the actual beautiful stained glass windows of St. Columb's Cathedral in uh, County in the city of Derry. City of Londonderry, um, as you wish. So here we have now the chieftains and the Renaissance singers performing and singing once in Royal David's City. Once in Royal David's City there, uh, performed and sung there by the chieftains and the Renaissance singers, with um, the actual words themselves coming from Dublin woman Cecil Francis Alexander. Beautiful, beautiful piece, uh, beautiful carol, basically, especially for this time of year. The um, next one, in fact, uh, we are still in carol territory. And the next carol we're actually going to cover is one that's fairly obviously Irish because the title itself is typically spoken in Irish. It's called Donia Ud Imel. And essentially that means that night or that evening in Bethlehem. Donia Ud Imel. And you can see the actual spelling there, <coughs> excuse me, underneath this particular episode. 
So Doniha Ud Imehel is actually the words of this particular carol would have come from around about the early, I think the early 1600s, that far back in fact. And I'm sure it was set in music a number of different times since then, down through the decades and centuries. But the piece we're actually going to actually listen to here is the one that actually locked in, if you like. And uh, the piece of music is from the 1950s. So the music and words for Doniha Udimel. And the music was put together by Sean, Sean Og Otuma. Um, Sean Og, by the way, essentially means John Jr. You could say Sean Og, young Sean Otuma, Otumi. And he was from County Cork. So hope you're going to enjoy this. We have Celtic Woman, in fact, and they are singing in Irish and performing this piece, Don Iha Ud Imel. doing now wasn't that lovely there we a celtic woman there performing don iha ud imel um a, a, an irish carol with words going all the way back to the 1600s one of the questions we're often asked around this time of year in the green room is um, all about the actual i suppose kind of the traditions that you'll find in the houses around ireland and the reason i chose the next particular carol it's uh, i think it's quite a recent one actually if i kind of uh, look at my notes here no, it's actually, t- well, it's typically traditional, but okay. So it's called the Kerry Christmas Carol. And the reason I chose chose it especially is because it works through all the various traditions that were carried out in houses around Ireland for many decades, if not centuries, um, on Christmas Eve with the idea that the Holy Family was out and about and essentially they were going to be looking for some place to stay and it could be on your door, could be in your particular home. So you better be ready. So as you listen to the words here of the Kerry Christmas Carol, I think you'll actually have a pretty good idea of just about all the actual Irish Christmas traditions there um, uh, that probably, again, go back decades, all rolled into one nice, tidy song. I hope you enjoy. So the Kerry Christmas Carol here is actually performed by Nora Cogan.
set the fire to keep For they might visit us tonight When all the world's asleep Don't blow the tall white candle out But leave it burning Christmas night Leave out the bread and meat for them And sweet milk for the child And they will bless the fire that bathes and to the hands that toil For Joseph will be travel-tired And Mary pale and wan And they can sleep a little while Before they journey on Well, wasn't that nice? That's uh, The Kerry Christmas Caroler by Nora Cogan. And it's almost like an instruction booklet as to how to kind of look after a house on Christmas Eve in preparation for Christmas and uh, potential visits of the Holy Family. The Sticking with Irish Tradition, I guess we're all familiar with uh, Good King Wenceslas looking out on the Feast of Stephen. So Stephen, of course, is Saint Stephen has a feast day on Stephen's Day, which is the day after Christmas Day. And in the UK, for example, currently that's known historically known as Boxing Day. But here in Ireland, it's always been Saint Stephen's Day and has always been, in fact, a feast day. So um, a recognised feast day, so it tends to be a day off as well for many people. Now, the thing about uh, Saint Stephen's Day there's a lot of traditions associated with St. Stephen's Day. A lot to do with, um, I guess, to do with the actual counter 
the feasting of the previous day. People like to get out and about. So you find people bowling on the roads, doing the, what we call the puck fodder, or in other words, taking their hurley sticks, a small ball, and seeing how far they can get on the roads. You find hunting, which is still a thing in Ireland. So you find a lot of the actual local hunts heading out on Stephen's Day and they're full of regalia. And the other thing that you actually find in many, many parts of the country are the Ran boys. Now, Ran, when I say that, you probably think of spelling R-A-N, but in fact, it's the bird. W-R-E-N, Ren. So in Ireland, you typically find that, uh, you know, the broad pronunciation, the Ran. So we actually have a tradition of Ran boys or mummers that go out and about in many parts of the country on Stephen's Day. And nowadays they carry a pretend ran and uh, they go to various houses and various institutions and they look for, well, they basically like Halloween as such, they look for a couple of tips along the way. Now, this is based upon, I suppose, as far as I know, the tradition of the ran and the ran boy on Stephen's Day is actually in place in quite a few countries and places around Europe, in fact, uh, places like the Isle of Man, uh, places like the Netherlands and so on, and mummy in itself. But um, here in Ireland, again, it's the tradition that the Rand, for some reason, has an association with treachery. And he's been associated down through the centuries, for example, with uh, betraying St. Stephen and giving away his location, which is possibly why he's associated with Stephen's Day. So the idea of hunting the Rand tends to be a thing. And in old days, I think there was a ran being hunted. But nowadays, of course, it is just uh, a gesture or a memory of actually uh, what happened in the past. So the one thing that accompanies these mummers, these ran boys, when they go to various places, is they actually go at this particular rhyme that you're just about to hear. God, the ran, the ran, the king of all birds. And um, I think it's she, the lady who does it here, Lisa O'Neill from Ulster, she does a wonderful job. She's kind of got that voice, which you would not mistake for anybody else. And have a listen to uh, the, the words as you go along. Have a listen to Throlene, which is actually the Irish for the ran. Uh, so you hear Throlene actually said quite a lot through the actual uh, song as well. So here we have it, the ran, the ran. The ran, the ran, the king of all birds Since Stephen's day was caught in the furs Although he was little, his honour was great Jump up me lads and give us a treat He said he was going to kill and all I met the ran upon the wall Opened me wattle and knocked him down And brought him into Carrick Town Drolling, drolling, where's your nest? Is in the bush that I love best in the bush, the holly tree, where all the boys do follow me. Oh, put the kettle and down with the pan and give us a penny to bury the wren. We follow the wren three miles or more, three miles or more, three miles or more. Follow the wren three miles or more at six o'clock in the morning. I have a little box under me arm, under me arm, under me arm. Have a little box under me arm, a penny or toppings will do it no harm. Oh, Mrs. Kelly's a very good woman, a very good woman, a very good woman. Mrs. Kelly's a very good woman, she gave us a penny to bury the run. Morning. 
Duran Duran, the king of all birds. Well, that's St. Stephen's Day for you, but I think we need to draw more towards the present again as we look forward to Christmas Eve and into Christmas Day this year. So we're coming now to the actual last song, the 10th song, 10th Old Irish Christmas Songs. And I think this one kind of, uh, it does actually qualify for being old. It does qualify for being Irish. It does qualify for being Christmas. It is actually Silent Night, but what makes it Irish is you're going to hear it here, sung in Irish and beautifully done in Irish. Uh, in Irish, it's actually called Iha Hewn, Iha being the Irish for night, and Hewn or Cune being the actual Irish for quiet, silent, that sort of thing. Um, so it's sung here by a lady who is part of that family I mentioned earlier, Clonad, from up there in Donegal. They had a song called Christmas Angels earlier in the actual playlist. Um, she's uh, the sister of the, most of the people in the actual group. She's uh, Etna Brennan, basically. Uh, but you might know her by, by her more modern name of Enya. So here we see have Enya with Iha Hewn.
Oh my gosh, that lady certainly knows how to turn up the atmosphere. We had Silent Night, or an Irish Iha Cune there, song performed by Enya. And that actually concludes our t- selection of 10 Irish Christmas songs and carols for you today. I hope you enjoyed them. I think there's probably something there for everybody. And that indeed brings us to the end of today's show and indeed the end of this year from where I'm sitting at least. And we're going to see you again in the new year. Now, do remember, if you enjoy today's show or enjoy have been enjoying the show all year, do spread word around. And in fact, we would love if you actually gave a small review there wherever you might be at the moment in your uh, podcast player or in some form and so on. So thank you very, very much. And thank you so much for your company for this show and all through the year from both Karina and myself. So until we chat again very soon, this is Mike Collin saying, Nolik Hana Dave, Merry Christmas to you. If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we'd like to invite you to check out our special membership area, The Green Room. You hear us mention it a lot during the show, and you can find full details of The Green Room at letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Our green room is the essential resource for anybody at any stage in researching their Irish heritage because it's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and really connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. In the green room, you get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a very supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The green room is the perfect place to be for anybody starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So why don't you come and join us there at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. That's it for me, but I'll be back next time with another installment of the Letter from Ireland show. And I really look forward to chatting to you then. Slán Gafol, Karina.